Hi, welcome back to a Very Cultural Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Park. Thank you for joining me for this special episode four. I have a very special guest with me today, Miss Amanda Cooper. How are you doing, Amanda? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing great as well. Um, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I uh, just finished my junior year at USC, and I'm back home for the summer where I'm originally from, Irvine, California. Um, my mom is originally, her family's from Japan, um, and she also has a little bit of Mexican and Filipino in her, and then my dad was born originally in London, and he, um, is full Caucasian. Yeah, that's just for you guys to know. Me and Amanda have actually been friends for some time now. Um, so how would you really describe your experiences growing up in Irvine? Tell me a little bit about Irvine. What's it like? Um, Irvine is a very, uh, I would say, affluent community. Uh, we have a lot of diversity, though. Our My high school and my elementary school and middle school all was very diverse. I was friends with people of all different races. Um, yeah, and it's a very suburban area. Um, not much to do once you get older, but it's definitely a really great place to grow up and is very family-friendly. I would have to agree with that as well. I mean, obviously, that was a little insight for the listeners back home. But growing up in Irvine was kind of like living in a bubble, I'd say. That was like kind of our motto growing up high school years. We That was even in the back of our senior shirts just because everybody that lived in Irvine, they kind of know each other. So it was, it was I would say it was kind of nice really getting to know the different types of people that come down here in Southern California. What was your, what was your experiences like with friends of different cultures? Yeah, um, I was friends with a lot of, I would say, kind of mixed between white people and Asian people, all of different descent. Um, I was, my two of my best friends in high school were Koreans. Um, so I definitely got to see that side of the Asian culture. Um, their parents were generally really strict. Um, they always had Korean food, which was always really yummy. Um, and we have a ton of Korean barbecue places in Irvine, so we would frequent there a lot. Um, but I also had a Vietnamese friend, and we would go to her house, and her mom would make pho. Um, and so that was pretty much the Asian friends that I had. But then I also did have quite a few white friends. Um, and I would say that my home life was a lot more similar to um, the white friends that I was um, friends with. Um, even though my mom is Japanese, and we do sometimes eat some Japanese food. Generally, we, I, my household was a very American household, um, with my dad being full white and his whole side of the family being white. I definitely grew up in a more traditional American household. Yeah, I mean, so tell me a little bit about your mom's Japanese side. Like, did that really affect you at all growing up, or was it just like the same coasting right throughout just a white kind of traditional American household or did it have any big influences on you at all outside of the food? Um, I wouldn't say it had any huge influences. Um, I called my um, mom's dad Jichan, which is Japanese for grandpa. That's the only uh, Japanese word I knew, no other than uh, konnichiwa, which pretty much everyone knows. Um, but other than that and the food, I wouldn't say that it's a huge. It's been a huge impact on me culturally. The only thing that I would say kind of impacted me or just like gave me knowledge was my great grandma actually when I was in the Japanese internment camp. So one time for a school project in high school, I got to interview her about that. 
um, which was an experience that obviously her being Japanese, um, she was able to tell me that knowledge um, of her experience there. But other than that, I wouldn't say it's had a huge impact on me. But would you like for it to have a bigger impact on you? Like, do you kind of, like, reg almost not regret, but, like, would you like to have had more influence, like, the Japanese side have more influence on you throughout your childhood? Um, I don't, wouldn't say I would have wanted it to have a huge impact. I liked that I was kind of a mix of... Jap and I'm not only Japanese, I have Japanese in me, Mexican, Filipino, and white. So having a little bit of each kind of, I think, played nicely in my life growing up. I would have liked to probably visit Japan, which hopefully I will in the near future. Um, but I guess th I don't regret, I don't really regret not having a, that huge factor in my life. Well, obviously, you grew up in the same area as I did. How? What would you say um, how your culture impacted you? Well, being a Korean immigrant, growing up in Irvine, I thought would be the best for me personally, just because there are so many Korean people here. So it was easier for us to assimilate, I guess, in a way. Parents don't speak English, obviously. Well, not obvious, but they don't speak English. Um, I feel like growing up in Irvine really helped me fit in almost, just because it's so diverse. It's and everybody in this community is so welcoming. I mean, there's not really you don't you don't deal with a lot of I guess racism in this town. There's really not much of that going around. So I found a good group of friends right away. But I obviously saw the stagnant difference between me and some of the white friends that I had just because going through college apps and all that stuff. You kind of as a Korean or not a, even as a Korean as a as an Asian who where their parents aren't necessarily fully assimilated and they don't know the language. It's a little difficult, but um, outside of that, really, no problems, honestly. I mean, like, you know, and anybody, if you're from Irvine listening, you definitely, you cannot count on your hands how many different types of cultures that you've came across in this town. So you mentioned your parents and their lack of ability to speak the native language here. Do you think that that's put you at a disadvantage or I don't know? I mean, yeah, I guess it's a disadvantage at a certain point just because you have to do all the work yourself, kind of. Kind of have to just figure it out as you go. So that was pretty difficult. But I'd say that that was like a huge learning process for me. It made me really responsible in a way. Kind of just like learn to like, take care of my work on my own, not really rely on my parents for that type of stuff. Obviously, I was still a high schooler, so there was a little bit of frustration there. But now looking back, I'm kind of glad that it happened the way it did. But how was that process for you? I'm sure it was pretty fluid for you, as I would assume if you, with other parents, I kind of know what they're doing or that have actually gone through the college process themselves here in the States. How was the how was the college process? Yeah, like I mean, just like admission process and whatnot. Was it pretty fluid for you? Um, I well, everyone knows nowadays the admissions process isn't fluid for anyone. But I would say that I definitely probably had it easier, better off because my parents, first of all, grew up in America. The schooling systems in America are very different, I know, than other countries. So, just ha my parents having that knowledge was definitely a benefit to me, and they both went through the university system here as but well. Where did they go again? Um, my mom was, my mom actually was a first-generation college student, and she went to UCLA, and then awesome. my dad went to um, K 
Cal Berkeley. Um, but yeah, did your parents go to school? They went to school in Korea. So, I mean, very different process. You like kind of take like a, I guess an SAT, but it's administered throughout the whole schooling system. And that score kind of is based off where you get in. So it's very different. Not really a lot of the essay writing that you have to do here. Did you ever want to go to school in Korea? Um, I pondered about it. I jumped back and forth a little bit. I thought it would be pretty cool to go back and do my college education there. But the differences that I encountered... Uh, actually, no. Well, that was... I, did, I went to Korea after. The differences that I encountered when I went last summer, I'm very glad I didn't go to school in Korea because... I feel like I wouldn't have adjusted very well. Such a different community over there that it's just like, man, very out of my comfort zone. And it's not like really like studying abroad when you're kind of doing all of your four years at another university in another country. It's just, it's a completely different animal. I mean, are you thinking about studying abroad at all? Um, I did think about studying abroad, but I actually am a transfer student. So I started at TCU, which... Texas is almost its own little country in its own, so sometimes I feel like I did study abroad for a year, um, but I don't have time to end up studying abroad, but I hope to study, to go abroad at least um, after I graduate. My family actually is hopefully planning a trip to Asia um, next summer, which would be really um, a good time. Have you been anywhere in Asia other than Korea? No, I haven't. I just had one layover in Shanghai one time, but I mean, have you been abroad at all? Yeah, I've been to uh, Europe. I went to Paris and Italy, a few cities there, um, and also <coughs> London. So I've been to a few places in Europe. What would you say your favorite place was when you went abroad? Um, I would say London. Um, I liked the hustle bustle of the city. I liked that it was, at that point, I had, been, I had come just straight from like two weeks in Italy, so it was really hot there, and I liked that... London was um, a lot cloudier, and I liked learning all about the um, royal family there, um, and it was a really cool experience to be able to see that. And my dad was born there, so that was kind of cool to see where he was born and grew up for a little. It's a pretty educational experience. Are you looking to get that, get that when you go abroad again? Yes. Um, hopefully when we go to Asia, I'll get to learn a lot more. I think you're lying. About <laughs> You're not trying to get an educational experience yes, in I college. Yes, I am. My aunt, my cousin and my aunt and her husband and her two kids who are what much younger than me just went to Japan and they got to learn, not educational, but learn, I mean, education about your culture. So you're going back to Asia to learn be about educated. Your, to be educated about your culture. Yes. I think you're a liar. You couldn't even understand <laughs> that because you grew up in Korea, so you've always been educated about your culture. You don't understand having a culture that you've never been to the country or been a part of. Eh, I don't know. If I was a college student, I was going abroad. You are a college student. I know, but I'm saying if I was and going abroad... And you did abroad, want to go abroad, didn't you? Why did you want to go to do a semester at sea? Well, I wanted to go abroad for the exact same... Re I mean, the exact opposite reasons as you want to. What is, what I want to go and sample all the countries and drink there. That's exactly what I want to do as a college student. Sounds awesome. You're on a boat and you're traveling around. You get to go to all these cool countries. And obviously, it's a great experience, but there's got to be a little bit of booze involved. Which you're clearly denying. I'm not denying, but boozing in the right way can be a cultural experience as well. That's very true. That is a great point. When you go to, like, if I go to Japan, obviously we would be drinking stuff like 
um, sake, sake and yeah. different types of beer, and there's really good Japanese whiskey. Um, but obviously, you're not going just for the boozing experience. So then, as a Japanese person, would you say you like sake better than any other type of drink? Definitely not. But I definitely, I swear, <laughs> there is something in my blood because I do like. I feel like I like it a lot more than my other friends who aren't Japanese. Um, and I like it more than something like soju. That's weird. I am the exact opposite. But it might that honestly might be the reason why there might be something running in our in our veins that make us like different types of drinks. I mean, what else, how what else would be the explanation for that? But um enough about studying abroad. Let's talk more about your dad's side of the family. Um where are they do they all live in Irvine? Like where do they live? Um, they're kind of all over the place. There's none directly in Irvine. My dad's mom lives in Newport, um, yeah, in Newport Beach. My dad's sister, she lives in San Juan Capistrano, but then a lot of my dad's side lives in, um, Georgia. So I lived there for three years when I was younger. Um, so I got to hang out with them for a little bit. Yeah, a lot of them still live there or live in vicinities around the south, some in Nashville. But, yeah, a lot of them live in the south as well. Yeah, I saw that you went to Nashville on social media not too long ago. Um, how, what, what was that kind of like? Nashville was great. Yeah. Um, did you was, get any weird looks when you were there? Personally, I did not feel like I got any weird looks. But, I, like I have said before, I went to school at TCU, which was, like, 90 or something percent because you white. you kind of look asian like i would say you look more asian than white so i feel like i don't know if i if me my korean self was just walking down broadway in nashville i would definitely get some weird looks i don't know but is that is that just me is it is it a stereotype that the south is kind of like that it definitely is a stereotype but nashville is an up-and-coming city and it's known for being a little bit more diverse i was actually with one of my friends in nashville and um he did feel like when we were in the airport, he was the only one that kind of noticed. He was the only Asian person there. But I personally didn't notice. And again, it could be because I went to school where it was a lot of Asian, not a lot of Asians, predominantly white people. And I did live in Georgia for a little bit. But funny story about that in Georgia, my mom actually wanted to end up moving back because she felt like there was like underlying racism in Georgia. Like one time we were in the grocery store, and this is a story for my mom, but she said that we're Japanese again, and my mom obviously is very proud of, to be Japanese. And some lady came up to her in the grocery store and asked her um, what her best recipe was for a Chinese chicken salad. <laughs> and not even it might have been she was naive, and that's a lot of the problem in the South is they're naive. They just haven't been exposed to different types of Asian people, but. Um, it definitely is a little bit of a stereotype, but I know the bigger cities like Athens or um, Atlanta and Nashville are definitely um, working to be more diverse and more just socially aware of stuff like that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I would personally never, ever get near the South. I don't know. I'm a little, Obviously, not everything that's portrayed on the media is true, but I feel like there's definitely some underlying truth to what goes on or the type of people, not the type of people, but I guess like... So you just want to keep continuing the cycle of people not being aware. That's an issue is people just aren't aware. It, it's for any race. It's And if you're black, if you're white, if you're Asian, it's just sometimes people, there's underlying racism because people just don't 
haven't interacted with people that look different from them. And so if you won't go to the South just for that reason, like I think that kind of is helping to catapult the problem. That's, that's a great point. I mean, you, you do bring up a great point because they're, I mean, I'm sure the Asian population in the South is slim to none. So that, that makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, I feel like a family just going over there, it's, it's a bold move. It's a big risk to take. Because Asian families, they kind of... What do you think they're going to do to you? Oh, well, no, it's not that they're going to do anything to you. Personally, it's just it's just Asian families like to connect with each other. They, you know, they kind of feel a sense of belonging. The culture is kind of like that. You feel a sense of belonging with the people that are basically the same nationality as you, obviously. It's just the mentality that us humans have. So, especially Asian people, especially if you don't speak the language, it's kind of difficult to go down there. I mean, your mom got a question of whatever chicken salad you said, but I mean, my mom might not even be able to understand it. So it might even cause a bigger scene. So I don't know, but that, that is a great point. I feel like, I feel like in order to really defeat the stereotype, you kind of have to like force your way in there, I guess, and let them know. Yeah. Let them know what's up. Force interactions, I think. And that sounds like harsh, but I think that people just need to be, aware and be exposed to other cultures to really understand it because it's hard to just read about it or look at it on social media and that's when you obviously play into stereotypes um so it would help if people actually interact which is why being going back to Irvine which is why I think so many people who come out of Irvine have that awareness because we interact with so many different types of people on a daily basis that um it's good when people who grow up in Irvine or I, I think this is kind of um, applicable for just Southern California in general, but when they go to other areas and they are able to kind of work to break those stereotypes down, I think that that's something that's really valuable. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thank you for coming on the show, Amanda. Um, I hope to have you back. Thank you for tuning in. Um, and I'll see you guys next week.